0: What's going on, and welcome back to anybody and everybody. I'm your host, Herm, and boy, do I have a treat for the lacrosse community today. His name is Jordan Johnson. He's a writer, he's a content creator, and he gets his opinion out there. He is not afraid to speak his mind, and he even pushes my buttons at a couple points during this conversation to really make sure that I'm getting my true opinion out there as well. However, before we hop into this episode, we got a bit of a scandal on our hands, guys somebody was feeling like an internet tough guy and left anybody and everybody one-star ratings on itunes so first of all it'd be pretty sweet if you left a one-star rating and review let me know why i want to know why you don't like the podcast is it something that i'm doing wrong do you not like the editing is it the guests i'm getting this is important stuff because if you truly feel like it's a one-star podcast i should be able to know and i think that's important to both the growth of my podcast as well as any other content I put out there. However, if you wouldn't mind opening up Apple Podcasts right now and leaving me or anybody and everybody better a five-star rating and even a review just to allow listeners who potentially could be interested in the podcast a bit more knowledge about what the podcast is about and what aspects of it you really love. So if you do that, thank you so much. It means the world to me, but I'm not going to hold you guys up any longer. Here he is, Jordan Johnson. This is the funniest thing, actually, and it's kind of, it's come up recently a few times, actually, where people will DM me and say, like, why didn't you follow me back? Like, we've met in person. And it's like, one, I probably didn't realize that you followed me, if, like, it's someone I actually want to follow. I think that was one back. of
1: our first conversations, as a matter of fact, when I pulled up, when. Oh, like, when we. Pulled up the Hopkins, I was like, yeah, I just followed you guys, like, two hours ago or something. And he's like, and you're like, yeah, we were driving, but that's definitely, it's that's like, definitely you. And I didn't care at the time, to- at the time. So let, I'll that'll kind of get me into that story of going to the PLL. Yeah. That. So going into that weekend, so what? Well, I, I probably should start like way earlier. How I got to be. Yeah,
0: dude. Wherever you feel place. like jumping right in. I mean.
1: So, <clears throat> so like I was telling you earlier, I had that first assignment. So journalism class right here.
0: No, you're a journalism major.
1: I'm a, yeah media mass communications. It's all. Formulates in the one. Gotcha. And so, walked into the journalism class. This is the fir- I'm ex- really excited about this class. One, because it's the first class here where it's like totally something that, like, I came here to major in mass com- communications, you know? So, this professor, his name is Jeremy Kaplan. He's, dude, changed my life, changed my outlook. First assignment is go do a Q&A with somebody who you think is noteworthy. And so I'm thinking, okay, like where, and he explains it more. He's like, yeah, so I've had people reach out to people like Tori Smith and people from the news and things like that. I'm like, you know what? And this is just me, me, me being shy. Me. I'm like, you know what? At first I wanted to go in that comfort zone of, okay, I'm just going to hit up a couple people I know that are like friends, but they're not really friends, you know, things like that. But then I left out of there, and I was like, and I think I happened to be talking to a friend of mine. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just reach out to some of my uh, some of the people I follow, like lacrosse wise. What's the worst that can happen? And so at the time, I, because of time purposes, I end up reaching out to a friend who is a report, or was a reporter, kind of doing his own thing, entrepreneur wise, called Kyle McFadden, and he had covered high school sports throughout maryland pretty much started from the ground up building his own website and everything and got credentialed for high school and college sports i think he's been at navy army navy games he's a big high school sports junkie and now he's actually coached basketball private school which i think is pretty wild in two year in two years essentially but he's a really good guy and so i interview him for the assignment but I do that just for that, <clears throat> but I emailed and DM pro lacrosse players. Like I think it was I emailed Rabel. Um, I know I reached out to Matt Rambo and Blaze. Mm-hmm. But then I had been on this Bill O'Brien fix. And you know who Bill O'Brien oh, is? Yeah. So just watching his boom videos and whatnot, and what and this is at the time I think he he had went to training camp with the Bandits last year, right? And then got cut. So I'd reached out to him because he's still—he's one of those guys who I'd always just like admired. He got—he's one of the guys that got me into lacrosse, just his hitting, his style, you know. He's a bit, yeah. He's a big. Dude. He's a big dude. <laughs> he's, he'll throw it around a bit. Right, and he's one of those people when he pops up on your YouTube, you're gonna watch, That's right? Cool. I was like, all right, let me DM him. So fine, I do the assignment because I have to turn it in like a certain amount of time, I think it's a couple of weeks, but it's literally like two days after I turn it in, he. DMs me back, and he's like, hey, sorry, I'm late with it. Send me an email, and we can set something up. And I'm like, holy shit, like, this is cool. Yeah. So I'm thinking, all right, how am I going to do this because the assignment's over? But then I'm like, I had still been writing for the sports column, kind of sparingly on and off, just because, like, college hit and life kind of hit. But I would still had those connections. Like, it was like, hey, you can write, you can put whatever piece up you want. You know, just send it to me, and this is from the editor Frank Fear, who's really had major impact on my life. Even though I've never met him before, just him reading so much of my work, mm-hmm. you know, has just made me a better writer. There's I think.
0: there's truly no better feeling than he's, getting that direct feedback on yeah. something that you put out, and exactly. it's honestly addicting.
1: Exactly, and he's and he's had his mm-hmm. career. Um, I think he was like. SID at Michigan State or an assistant SID. So he's got, so like he was somebody I thought of in like a powerful position. So I do, so I reach out to him and I'm like, hey, I'm about to interview this guy named Bill O'Brien. He's a pro lacrosse player. You mind if I come back to the site, put it up? He's like, yeah, cool, do it. it. I'll look, take a look at it, we'll put it up. So I literally do this interview with Bill on FaceTime. And so, like, I go into it, I'm nervous as hell. I'm sweating, whatever. Of course, yeah. But, because, like, this, other than, because the interview with Kyle, that was kind of more an informal type, whatever. Just chat,
0: more or less. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: more or less chatting, you know, catching up. So, this interview with Bill, I'm like, I've got like three pages worth of questions just in case. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go. I literally had my iPhone actually it was this phone like I'd set it. I think I bought a tripod that barely worked just to set it up to make sure the setup was right yeah just so this guy doesn't think I'm an idiot or I'm some type <laughs> of loser you know that doesn't know what he's doing and so we do the interview and we just roll right through it in about a half hour or so and I'm like and at the end of it I'm like holy shit like this guy's like so personable like I can relate to him in more ways than I thought So I do it, transcribe it, go through that whole process, put it up, and, like, i tell you what. From the first tweet it got out, because how the sports column works is anybody can write for it. It's literally, like, your podcast, but for a writer. Okay, yeah. So, like, you can submit your own pieces through the website, or if you email the uh, managing editor, his name is Frank Fear. He'll put your pieces up and it can And they it. have to be approved though. Like, it can be a piece. Yeah, they have to be like, approved. I mean, you can pretty much write about anything you want as long as it's not like too awful.
0: It's not long. like, you know, Manny Machado leaves Baltimore and I'll fuck this
2: guy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, well,
1: even I've seen like stuff like that. You know, like you it's literally free realm. Well, that's I wouldn't good. say free realm, but it's No, that's important exactly. stuff though,
0: because there's so much, I mean, obviously we should talk about this at some point. The media control in lacrosse is ridiculous. There's, there's five people controlling all of the media... Yeah. And it's one of the biggest issue with the sport right now, in my opinion. And I, I will get feedback for this. Like People will come at my throat for this. But it's true. I think that with every other professional sport, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, whatever you want to talk, there's freelance media, and they are able to break stories and put out the actual news in a way that's not necessarily controlled. And I think that's important for the growth of any sport. So for the time being, it's great. It's working. However, I think that there's going to be a time where... You can't just control the media anymore and I think that that point in
1: lacrosse could be
0: really interesting
1: oh yeah for sure
0: but a platform like this is great so you're writing for them you're getting your work up you interview Bill yeah that goes pretty well I'm assuming I mean you hired you up to get into this
1: exactly and so that the reaction from that piece is like going pretty well and so somehow I don't and I was on this is too when the PLL was announcing everything and so, like, I was on a fix, you know. Totally. I wanted to figure out how, especially with the PLL, from the day it launched, I wanted to figure out, how do I get in? How do I get in? Mm-hmm. And so, I was emailing, DMing everybody. This was even before the, the journalism class. Like, totally. just to see, like, hey. I just I'm want like, a foot in the door. I just want to foot in the door. I'm like, I'll clean toilets <laughs> in the office for all I care, you know. Yeah. And so... It was one day I was like it was re- I was up really late at night and I was stressing out about something else. But then I start thinking about that. You know what? And I'm thinking, you know what, I'm gonna be different. So I literally print out my resume, print out my samples, but I'm like everybody sends that email, that call, that text, that DM. I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna sit here and handwrite a whole letter. So I literally handwrite this letter at like eleven thirty, proofread it to death, send it to one of my friends, have them proofread it. Mm -hmm. Next day, I throw a stamp on it, throw my resume, throw some writing samples, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to see what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, you basically sent a cold email the old-fashioned way. Yeah,
1: and I think I had would RJ before, Mm -hmm. and I had been talking to RJ just about life, whatever. He had gotten to know who I was a little bit. Right, because when you
2: and
0: I met... RJ actually introduced us. Yeah. Because I. And that's where
1: I was heading with that. Right. Yeah. And so, fi- so after they get my email or they get that letter or whatever, I DM RJ and I'm like, hey, I sent this over. Did you guys get it? And I think I'd asked him, like, hey, can I? It was almost like for an interview, not only for a job, but then I was like, can I interview you for a piece? And he was like, yeah, I'm cool with it. So, it's literally, we had been kind of going back and forth with dates to figure out when we were going to do it. Yeah. And he hits me up one night, and mind you, I work at a Papa John's uh, to pay the bills. It's totally. It's a. Good job. I've been there for a number of years. I'm not gonna say it's good. Well, but then
0: it's we gotta bad. talk about the Papa John's pizza controversy. <laughs> at <some point> <laughs> oh right? man,
1: I might have to stay away while I was talking about it, but keep my distance. <laughs> you know,
0: um, I don't know. This is off topic, but I listened to this podcast, the H3 podcast, and Papa John was on it last oh, week. Oh my god! He was well, did, talking when about- all that
1: stuff happened, you'd be surprised at how I'd say how diverse the reaction was right. amongst the stores. Totally. And amongst the people in the stores. Of course. But, yeah, we'll hit that later. Yeah, we'll come back to that. So, so you, anyway. are talking so, to RJ. RJ so,
0: also wears a million hats over there that you don't know he wears. Exactly. So, this is probably great for
1: you. Exactly. I didn't know that he had, had the power to interview people, mm-hmm. do whatever. So, he sends me a message, and we're going back and forth. It's like, can we, can you meet up at, or can we FaceTime at like 8.30? This is 8.30 our time. Or so it's like 5.30 there. So it's, so it's 5.30 man. his time. Yeah. So I literally, I te- I'm like, yeah, I tell my manager, I'm like, yo, oh. I got an important thing to do. Can I get out of here early? Because I'm usually out of there at 9, 10, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's like 8. And I'm like, dude, I got an important thing I got to do. And he, and he, he kind of knew like I was trying to get in this industry, whatever. And he's like, yeah, man, get out of here. Go do your thing. So I get out of there I literally run the 711 grab like an energy drink or something go <laughs> Fire back yourself up a yeah little. get myself because that 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 job some of those people will make you just want to go.
0: Oh, I'm sure, man. I, I can barely some do customer the, service exactly myself.
1: Exactly. Some of those people just make you
0: want to go. So you rip this energy drink so open writ- like Tohoga on like, a- an Instagram story. Yeah.
1: I got, story, I got a story about that, too. Him and uh, good old Nick, Nick Stoopy. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's I don't really Morocco. know much
0: about Stoopy, but uh, yeah, I'm really he, tight with Tahoga, so.
1: Yeah. So, um, so I go home. I tell my dad my dad sitting in the room I'm like he's like how's your day going to talk to me I'm like look dad I got an important interview it's got I gotta go on FaceTime in about half hour I'll talk to you later I'll explain <laughs> later and I'm thinking all right how am I gonna impress myself real quick so I hop in the shower take a shower and I'm like you know what RJ's a Maryland guy I'm gonna put on my fresh Maryland polo great idea and re- let's try and impress them to the best of my ability so fine we get on FaceTime and man so the first Thing we do is we kind of interview as if I'm interviewing for the job or a job, get in position, get in the door. And I tell you what, man, I think I fucked. Like, if you had a scale, I think I fucked the thing. Really? <laughs> I feel like I did.
0: RJ might tell you differently. No, this is for just writing for the PLL job? This is just anything. I'm anything. trying You're to get just... my
1: foot in the door. So right. I'm deeming this, let me just talk to him, prove myself as a person so he's asking me different questions where are you from what are your goals whatever he's reading over my resume my resume wasn't perfect at the time and I actually thank RJ because he's gotten me to change my resume Mm -hmm. and so I feel like I flunked the part of I'm like thinking okay I'm definitely not gonna get in the door now I'll have that connection but like if I was sitting in front of him face-to-face, face, he'd probably think I was an idiot right now. <laughs> but, but <laughs> I don't think would, he would think that. I I mean, he, think
0: he's that. one of the most forgiving human beings exactly, I've ever met in my life.
1: Exactly. But then we do the Q&A, and that goes relatively well. So then I published that piece, and he well, beforehand he sends me a bunch of pictures, which I'm like, that's the first time anyone's ever done me a favor like that because mm-hmm. using... I just have to go Google search. Right, like you're usually other.
0: trying to dig up somebody's history. Exactly. And it's a real pain in the ass. Exactly. So totally he honest. sends
1: me a Google um, folder with like hundreds of pictures from PLL to Lacrosse network, whatever. Yeah. And so I send it to my editor and I'm like, hey, we don't have to go find pictures this time. I've got a whole folder. Just take whatever out. He's cool with it. So I published that piece and that piece kind of woke up a lot of my friends, even in high school, mm-hmm. I think, that... Or I'll say friends they're friends now but in high school they either didn't know me or not so friendly Yeah, they, they weren't so friendly yeah. and it was kind of woke it was like hey I see what you're doing like we can and with a couple people I kind of hash things out like hey I'm not gonna like, hold grudges right against you we're we're all young we're older now this is a year and a half later I'm not gonna
0: and yeah no many times I mean it's crazy how much growing you do the one year after exactly. college. I'm thinking and
1: I've grown as I've grown as a person from being that shy kid, so I can't fault you for when you were young making fun of me. That's right. just how middle school, elementary, middle school goes. You totally. know for you're either on one side of the spectrum or you're, you're uh, on there other really other is side. a
0: divide and I mean for me it's I've always kind of leaned in the kind of douchey side and it took i was i'm not gonna i'll be the first to admit i was i was a douchebag for a while i was i mean we've all been and we've all had those points in our life but i think that it's like the first or second year of college everybody kind of realizes like it's like you're all the same people we're we're all
1: adults you know right we're all in the same boat and so so like after that piece does well i'm like okay maybe i started to get a little more traction and so and then i started writing pieces about PLL and everything and I reach out I have another assignment during that semester to uh, I forget what it was I think I wrote it it ended up being a feature story about the PLL mm-hmm. and, I, and I never published it anywhere but I reach out to Andy Towers oh because he's because this was yeah because this is when he followed this is when he was following everybody oh backwards. that's right when he went
0: on that little there was one day where I think he followed 4,000 people in well, one day yeah and so I'm
1: like <laughs> you know what He's following me back, you know, and he's the best. Other than RJ, he's my closest contact. Why not? Totally. So he did, and he's this cool guy, and he's really personable, whatever. Incredibly. Especially for the little guy like me. So we set up a phone call, and this was, I think he was getting ready to go into a meeting with the PLL. It just happened to be the coincidence. He's like, I got eight minutes. Let's go. (laughs) We knock out every question. And I'm like, holy shit.
0: That's tough to do with him, too, because usually he tells long stories.
1: Exactly. But I knock out literally everything I need to knock out. And I think he had, he had peeped the L.A. thing. Oh, we were talking about the schedule. Oh, And I, mean, I, and I think he had like let it slip out. He was like, yeah, so all the stops at L.A. hadn't been announced yet. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, shoot, this is the first little bit of peep that I got to keep quiet. I'm like, <laughs> right. let me not spill this out because I'm trying to build myself up. So then after that, I kind of had this somewhat building relationship with Andy Towers because find that I do that assignment, and then the draft happens. And so he drafts Johnny Cerdic and Grayson Terrain. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Cerdic is, fr- I'd say he's friends of friends now. And he grew up literally not even a mile from me. Okay. And so... Knew him from all the youth teams, whatever. He was kind of somewhat of a if you knew, if you know Odenton Sports. I'm from Odenton, Maryland, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you kind of know that scene, the Odenton, the Gorks, whatever. He was somewhat. I wouldn't say like he was s- well known. He was well known. He was the kid.
0: You know. He was the kid that tore it up as a youngster, Exa- and you knew he was going to do something special in the sport. Exactly. Right. So I compare. I, I run into this all the time, and I always say it's this Casper uh, Kappen, and he's a left winger for the Toronto Maple Leafs now. He was like my first line winger when I was 10 years old. And just like, you know, this kid is going to be a freaking stud. Easy. He's going to play professionally, and like everybody around you knows him. It exactly. doesn't, I mean, it helped for like Casper. Like his dad was on the Flyers, so exactly. everyone knew him. But And
1: I knew of Grayson Terrain because I had what very young very i'm talking like in elementary school i went to aftercare with his little sister who's oh, okay. only a year up younger from me so i didn't know him personally but i knew of that connection you know him of him. i knew oh, of him. so right. i text towers and i'm like hey good picks you know shout out to my guy surdick and terrain they're right up the road from me so then we start talking about that and then so that happens the college draft and Kind of, it's like, all right, maybe I'm getting to know this guy Towers. And so, literally, the night of the NFL draft, I started tweeting stuff. I was tweeting stuff out like crazy for the NFL draft. Right. Like I'm kind of a junkie when it comes to that, other than lacrosse, that is like kind of a junkie The stuff. football scene. Yeah. And so, he's tweeting back at me with stuff. Oh, that's and awesome. So, and that was cool. And then the next morning, we're, talk, we're texting talking about Daniel Jones and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm like, you know what? That's a cool connection. So, totally. and then, so then we're sitting there about a month, fast forward about a month and I'm thinking, all right, I definitely want to go to the PL It might be in here in Baltimore. I'm starting to think, I'm like, I definitely want to go. I wouldn't mind paying for a ticket. Like I'd pay whatever for a ticket regardless. Yeah. But tickets aren't terribly expensive. They're not terribly the expensive, but even if they were, I would. Yeah and so especially um, to be at Homewood exactly
0: so did you catch the um, Atlas uh, Whipsnakes game that night
1: actually that night because literally because I'm not 21 Uh and so I couldn't go to the bars and by me being like 40 minutes out from Homewood Mm -hmm. I actually ended up going home which regrettably I should have just stayed stuck in my car drove around Baltimore did whatever that was probably my biggest regret that weekend was not staying for that game Mm -hmm. but Obviously, I went to the first one and the second one, the Sunday game.
0: okay. That Sunday game was great, too.
1: Exactly. So, um, about a month before, I'm like, you know what? Let me just reach out to some people, try and get a media credential. Because I'm thinking, well, what's the worst that can happen? They can say no, you know? And so, I'm thinking, all right. I've got some. I know guys, you know. So, I think I reach out to Sammy. Sammy Brett Schneider. Photographer. Yeah, yeah, and Sammy's way, a beauty. He's so a beauty, I, I love him. So yeah, so I just sent him a DM on Instagram out of the blue. And I'm like, hey, I'm looking to get a media credential. And this is after trying to find, at the time, the PLL didn't have their whole process set up yet. Oh, it wasn't on their website yet. It wasn't on right. their website yet, like it is now. So I'm like, hey, who do I get in contact with? Here's some of my work I've done. Yada yada. Mm-hmm. I'm from your area. Sammy B's from. Literally. Sammy's right here. Right up here. Yeah. 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 10 minutes up at Went to Stevenson. Yeah. So <clears throat> here's some of my work. I'm from your area. I know it's not you who can get me this, but can you get me in contact with somebody who can? And so he gets me in contact with Tyler Steinhardt. Of course. And now I look up, and this is at the time I'm looking up to Tyler Steinhardt anyway. So I'm like, all right, let me just send him an email whatever that's and i think that's what sammy told me to do he's like hey just send him an email tell him what you're about he should be able to get you set up
0: right totally
1: and, and so he i send him the email and he's pretty quick to respond i think it was that night
0: he is always on his phone exactly. so he's probably getting back to you exactly
1: so he got back to me relatively quick when he was like yeah so i can't give you a media credential but i can give you comp tickets and i'm like i'll take like he's like how many do you need i was like uh, like, dude, this is just me. I'm thinking this is yeah. just me by myself. But I think in the email, I'm like, hey, whatever works for you, whatever you guys want to give me, go ahead, you know? Yeah. And so he gives me the info to, I guess, Julian. Yeah,
0: Julian.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So, fine, get all that set up. Me being nervous, I think I emailed him about a couple. Of Two more times, just because I hadn't. It's been so long since I've been to Homewood.
0: Uh huh. So totally. I, I,
1: the parking is kind of
0: weird. It's there. all over the place. It's you have all to park in a back lot that's it, like yeah. a mile away from the actual stadium. Exactly.
1: And so, like, I emailed him a couple times. To- I know he's probably. He this ever is Julian li- or Tyler. Julian. Okay. So I know if he ever listens to this, yeah, I'm sorry, he You probably think. Um, the biggest annoying fuck ever.
2: Oh no!
1: <laughs> Based on those emails, because <laughs> some <laughs> you know? of those you kind of look back on them and you're like, "Damn, like I really was kind of being,
0: like annoying." No, stuff. but you are also concerned because this is something that you're trying to do as a career, and you're trying to get a foot in the door. And Ex- Julian's higher up there. I mean, he's, exactly. he's no nice slouch. So you wanna, you're trying to be precise with your words, and you want to make sure everything's in line. Exactly. So you're taking the precautions that. Yeah. Now you look back on, you're like, okay. I didn't I look need back to on take it. Those. It's like,
1: I yeah, I overdid it, but right. at the time, it made sense. Right, totally. So fine, I go there, and he get he's like, I'm gonna give you six tickets, and this I think this was like two or th- three, or yeah, it's like two tickets for all three games. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm, I get a friend lined up who hadn't known much about lacrosse. I'm like, hey, you want to go? So he's like, yeah. He ends up having to work.
0: Um, oh, geez.
1: So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll go by myself, network, try and do whatever. Me being me at the time, and even still now, I kind of have that, like, I kind of have to push myself to be
2: It's more hard socially, to approach people.
1: Exactly, to I approach mean, people. I am awful at it. Exactly. Let me tell you,
0: the, the camera is literally just a device in my life. For people to approach me so that I don't have to approach them.
1: Yes, yeah, So I literally just push. My, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go anyway because why not? Mm-hmm. So that's when I pull up and I see you guys. It's been sitting in that parking lot, that back parking lot for a while. And I saw you and Kyle pull up. Okay, and I'm yeah. like, you know what? I think I recognize that guy. But I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to be like that weird guy. Right. But then I. I'm well, still
0: pretty small at this point, too. Those are my first vlogs. That yeah. That weekend. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because th- you were, I think that's what you guys were talking to RJ about them.
0: Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was still trying to set up, so like, obviously with anything and everything that we do is, there's going to be, you're trying to get something from someone or, you know, get recognition in some exactly. way, shape or form. So like the week before Homewood, Homewood was my first stop on the PLL tour this summer. Oh. And so I had tried to set up something between like, RJ, Brett, and Katie DeFeo or something where it was like a vlog off or something and that's how I would get my foot in this door to like meet all three of them and be like hey guys like here's this idea and I mean obviously I know they get a ton of Exactly. information each day they get a million people freaking tweeting them but we had a pretty good interaction on twitter or something like that and now now i'm really close with all of them and like have their phone numbers and everything but at the time i hadn't really known them so i was like oh we got to set up this vlog up. <laughs> yeah. and this is how i meet rj and th- I, I walk up and i guess you were i think you were talking to him i can't really remember yeah. clearly i
1: was talking at first i remember the first person i don't know if it was rj or if it was sammy but i see one of them yeah and i kind of just go up and me being i'm just like start saying a bunch of shit i don't even remember <laughs> <laughs> what it was <laughs> but anyway i finally get to the point where i've introduced myself to rj he's like yeah man we start talking just about regular life stuff whatever yeah. that i think we talked about that face time now yeah. weird or not it was
0: i don't think people realize how much just talking rj does he doesn't he's not vlogging very much exactly. of the day he just is talking to people the entire time that's one <laughs> of his
1: greatest qualities it's oh like, he's amazing
0: he is if i could have I've, his
1: personality like some like some people just have that gift. They can get up right. and go talk to anybody. And I'm thinking, dude, what kind of drugs are you on? Yeah, like no. you, energy drinks. Exactly. Well, that's part. of it. <laughs> you know, I figured that to, out very quickly. High, I was like, uh, you get levels. a couple, ba- you get a couple bangs in you, man. You can be the most social <laughs> butterfly
0: ever. Oh, I know. It's a beautiful thing. It's it's what I need on a daily basis now.
1: Exactly. So. After that, kind of, that's when I meet you guys. I was kind of, I was not borderline pissed because you guys had went to go do your thing. I like, man, I should have just like went and followed him, but I didn't want to be that dude because I was there by myself. Totally. So so I'm like, all right, I'm watching the games by myself for a little bit. My uncle texted me. My uncle's a big lacrosse guy. He played at Frostburg, and I don't Mm -hmm. know at the time if it was D3 or if it was club. Yeah, so,
0: they are building up a program pretty exactly. well right now. Exactly, and
1: now they're D two now. Yeah, for I, I don't know if it's for all their sports, but I know they're. I fun. know it
0: Crosses. I think you know. I think yeah, I know their sports. football.
1: Yeah, because I know their football just went D two. Okay, so.
0: and I think they're all yeah probably yeah, they're all D two by now.
1: And so <clears throat> he texts, he calls me. He's like, "Hey, where are you at?" And I'm like, "I'm here." He's like, "Yeah, I know you're here. Where are you at?" And I'm like, "We had talked about before. He knew I was going up there." And I didn't realize he was coming up there. Like, and he was like, yeah, so I'm around here. I'm by myself, whatever. Yeah. And so we're literally along the fence line. And the whole game we're talking about across, like, more than we had ever had before. We had talked about it sparingly. or I'll say not even sparingly, but casually before. Like, right. But Small never time. on the level of that we did that day. Right? And so I'm like, wow. And so he's I'm walking around seeing RJ a million times, what's mm-hmm. up a million times, Sammy B what messing with Sammy B. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And so that first game I was like, you know what? I really got a shot. If I can keep forward with this, mm-hmm. like, I don't have to be as nervous as I was, like, you know. It's the it's the initial interaction. It's the initial interactions with it's like these people like they're not bad people. You know? No, they're not going to shut you down. That's they're- the
0: amazing thing about all of the people that you've mentioned is actually that, like, lacrosse, obviously, and we'll get into this, has this connotation of, like, being douchebags and shit like that. And you don't really know what someone's like off camera. I mean, exactly. you can put on a front very easily. And And that's what I was. That's what you can be worried about. The thing about RJ is that really throws me off, actually. Which is funny that you bring it up is that he's the same person on and off camera. So I don't know if he's fucking with me when (laughs) he's not talking to me like with a camera on our face. Exactly. When you're
1: like texting him, and it's like, dude,
0: like it's like, dude, how many exclamation points do you want me? Right. Like, are
1: you really this fired up about it? Like, I can. But he is. You hear through the chat. You know, you hear things through a text, and it's like. Holy shit, like I can imagine he's this fired up about it right now. Yeah, you
0: know what he is. That's the best part. Yeah,
1: so it's like fine, that whole game goes on and it's and this is cool and I get that I'm like, you know what? Fine. And so I asked my uncle, I'm like, hey, you wanna since I have this extra ticket and buddy's gotta work, he had to work the whole weekend. I'm like, You wanna come back? He's like, Yeah, sure. Like, I'll have to see what my work schedule is, whatever. So I go back, I text, we text that night. He actually has to end up working that Sunday. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I'm like, you know what? Now I'm going to come by myself anyway because. You
0: just love it. You get Yeah, you I get love it. Trapped. I'd rather
1: be by myself than not be there at all. Totally. So I go by, the, I have that the infamous picture that I feel like I put on everything with Connor Farrell because I went out to mm-hmm. the ECD tent because I just wanted some of their merch. Yeah. And <clears throat> Connor Farrell was there and I was kind of like, Connor Farrell? It's like, yeah. It's like, can I get a picture? I literally hold my phone up to go do it. And I think it's and now thinking about it, I think it was like Mike. It's like, hey, I could take a picture of it. It's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so like I kinda use that picture for a lot of things. I'm not mm-hmm. usually starstruck right. I am, but like that was the first time where I was the feeling I was like, man, I was like starstruck
0: yeah like with a professional and yeah i think it's very like it's very easy to become starstruck too especially with the growth of content and the stuff that the is putting out because yeah. they're putting out so much content that you see all these guys' faces everywhere right? so like exactly. i don't even get starstruck by the players really but it's guys like b-rob like for right some reason, it was every B-Rob. time i see okay, like, B-Rob, so getting to like
1: b-rob so yeah so I I'm, love standing B-Rob. He's a beauty. The, I'm standing around the fence line um at the Archers and Chaos game, and I'm behind, and I'm pretty much, from homewood, I'm pretty much on that side, right where the players come out. Right, right? okay. So I see Brett coming out, and Brett's talking to someone that's standing next to me. I forget who, but, so I'm kind of like, hey, Brett, and this is, I say it now, like, in this voice, but it didn't come out like that. Right. It came out in a stutter. <laughs> Hey, Brett, but, but, something, Brett, something that, like man? that, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I introduced myself to him, and he's like, Yeah, you know what? Like, he's like, Yeah, I think it's senior, or whatever. So, I was like, and I told him, I was like, Dude, like, you literally inspired me, like, keep doing what you do because you inspire people like me. Yeah, and I it's like I told him, I was like, Yeah, I'm in community college, you gotta transfer somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. stutter right or whatever. And that's when I was like, Okay, you know what? This dude's a nice dude, and he worked, and you know how much power brett has and yeah of course being him and so i was like you know what like you can get out of your shell now you know totally and so
0: he makes you feel incredibly comfortable exactly he's never going to make he's never going to shove his camera in your face he's never going to make question anything that you do and that's really important especially for someone who does walk around with a camera 90 percent of the time
1: and i think it was a lot of my preconceived notions like whether they were unfair or not, was that these people are going to shut me down. They're going to think, who, who's this kid just trying to get in? This well, it's really kid. easy to get into that mindset. Exactly. And you kind of do, but and then once you have those interactions, you're like, these are just regular people. Right.
0: Like, and one of the hardest things, especially for someone in media like you or I, is that we post articles vlogs whatever you want to call yeah. them yeah. and you expect like oh I wish the league would retweet this or yeah. I wish that somebody would acknowledge my shit and for some reason if they don't you yeah. then have this idea in your mind like exactly. oh everyone Ricky, hates and me that,
1: and I even still do that for like I don't, like not on Twitter necessarily right. but like I don't know if you follow me on Instagram or not But even, even on know. It, I don't yeah it's all I like it's a,
0: all good I have a horrible admission to make yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't look at Instagram to like people's pictures. Like I haven't. Yeah, looked. I don't, I do it
1: to put, I really use Instagram to post yeah. my content, retweet or restory other people's. Right. Help the Scott Rogers bandwagon. Oh, that's great. Scott yeah. Rogers He's is hilarious. Exactly. And when I met Scott, I met him that Sunday before.
0: Before uh, the uh, our or,
1: archers game. Yeah. Cause this was, he came back after he got sick.
0: Right, right, and right. So I'm
1: like, Holy shit, like that's Scott Rogers over there. And so I kind of shake his hand, tell him, hey, I love what you're doing for the game, whatever. And then I'm standing there, and this was at the end of the women's game, and some guy comes up to me, and we start talking about lacrosse, or whatever. He's taking his son to a youth tournament. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, so like, he's like, who's that guy over there? It's like, yeah, with the muscles. <laughs> it's like, that's Scott Rogers. He's like, holy shit, that's Scott Rogers? Wait, I'm going to go up to him. Uh, he, He coached us in something tournament. I'm like, wow, it's a small world. (laughs) But so, yeah, back to the Instagram thing. And you were talking about trying to get noticed and whatnot. Even still with some of these pro lacrosse talk articles and whatever. Mm -hmm. I make sure I tag Tyler, Mike Rabel. Yeah. People like that. I'm like, and it's not that even now it's like I still want them to hopefully hire me. Yeah. Of course. But now it's kind of just like, hey, here's my work. I just would like you to put eyes. If you put eyes on it, that make my day. You know, right? And you don't
0: even have to share it. It's kind of just the acknowledgement it's, that you've seen what I have to offer. Right. And you I'm gonna bring. it or leave it.
1: And my thing is, is like, and I've almost thought maybe I should stop the social reaching out and so, But I'm like, you know what? What's the worst you have to lose? Right. I've been, especially being like me, like I've been bullied to names that you can't even think of, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? If someone says no, or if someone says, oh, I don't like your stuff, that's not going to bother me in, in the grand scheme. Right. You know, because it's like I've been bullied, and I'm not going to say I've hit the lows of the lows, but you've hit some lows, and you kind of just get to a point where you're like, if I, as long as it's not that deep, Right, you know,
0: or it's like if I can endure that, it's like shit. I don't, like, I don't give a fuck if a little twelve-year-old kid's like, oh, this kid's ugly and doesn't know how to play lacrosse in one of my vlogs. Like, exact- what the fuck do I care what the twelve-year-old kid thinks? Because at the end of the day, by you putting the time and effort to make a comment that's like rude or inconsiderate, which it shows more about
1: you than it does. You. It means I'm doing something right, right? <laughs>
0: because I have done, I have done my job in gaining your attention. Exactly. And that's what I find kind of funny about it and the thing about like like what you do is incredibly hard i can't write to save my life i tried i've written well, my hand fair share of things so
1: and i think that's that you're more and I, and correct me if i'm wrong but you you're more of a social butterfly at least than i am right
0: i'm definitely a social butterfly so <laughs> compared
1: to the person like me that's what writing does yeah you know? totally writing gives me someone like me that voice like i may not be able like I may not be able to sit there and tell you everything, Mm -hmm. or at least was before. And now I'm getting, I'm starting, I feel like I'm starting to get better with that.
0: Sometimes it's hard to use your words when it's easier to use your fingers.
1: Exactly. And it's not going to, and for a little bit, it was almost like you're going to hide behind a keyboard Mm -hmm. in the sense, but now it's kind of like, I'm going to put my face to everything now, like you were talking about earlier.
0: Well, that's one of the more admirable things about you. And this is, uh, were we talking about it before on the podcast, where I was like, I really admire someone who can... Put their face, put their name on their work because there's so many people that don't. And it's not that I want people to think like, "Oh, I have no respect for someone who hides behind a logo or nobody knows the name of." For example, well, it's just but you want. Authentic- it's just tough. I want. I also want to have this connection. It's to, authenticity, right?
1: right. It, and it's like the same thing. Like that weekend, I met Kyle Harrison because mm-hmm. I was talking to, um, I was talking to this older gentleman. I wish I had got his name, but he was like, "Yeah." I know Kyle Harrison. He's been to my house, yada yada. So he comes up and he talks Kyle. Yeah. And so it's literally like the perfect scenario. I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, yada, yada yada. And Kyle's amazing. And then after that, like, I start I DM Kyle about something else. And so like now, every so often, I'll DM him about different things, whatever. Mm-hmm. And same thing. And ever since that, and so that weekend changed my life really. And so I was like, okay, now I've kind of built somewhat of a structure or foundation let's see what how i can go run with it so of course and i always until i get and even after i get a you know until i get my foot in the door will be every so often the emails hey are you guys looking for people Mm -hmm. whatever like i think by now they know i'll do anything like we're talking about clean toilets and
0: and that's how you hear so many success stories start with that it's just like Exactly. who's the guy who didn't necessarily have a large position but came in one day, made a big impact, and now has this it's position. A, and, for,
1: and in life and, like, with everything, I've always deemed myself the underdog. Like Yeah, and sometimes you just got to shoot your shot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so that weekend kind of gave me the confidence, the boost to be like, you can go shoot your shot, mm-hmm. you can go talk to people now, go run with it.
0: And, and nobody's gonna reject you. That's ex- the thing that you kind of learn. And and even especially- if I
1: did, and he, and I just even got to the point where I was like, even if I do get rejected, what's and and most likely it was either gonna be through an email or through a phone call, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get off a bad phone call, mm-hmm. and I'll be mad for about twenty minutes, thirty minutes, or whatever, and then I'm gonna be like, it's not the end of the world. Or okay, if the email's really that depressing. I can delete it, you know. Right,
0: and you don't have to reread it. Sometimes the the phone call is almost easier than the email, though, because reading the words yeah. hits a little bit. You harder. You
1: can sit back and, because, and I've gotten into this fault even like before I got into the lacrosse thing, just like with social media and the emails in general. He's mm-hmm. like I used to post dumb stuff on my Instagram or whatever. Oh, everybody I get, did. Yeah, and I get some of the some of those hate comments. From people who you think you're your friends, right? Or people you went to school with, and you're like, "Damn, I didn't realize that dude was that big of an asshole." Yeah, no, and
2: totally. you can get
1: caught up in that, you know? Like, I can't tell you how many times, even now, after I put content up, and even like the last time I got into a Twitter war was with some dude over I was depressed, somewhat depressed over a Ravens game, right? Mm-hmm. And this this Bills fan's coming at me on my Twitter, I, and I'm like, "Dude, you're a Bills fan. Shut up." <laughs> like, and so I kind of say some things like, I forget what it was, but I regret it. And it almost made me look more bad. And so like the whole night, like, mind you, I'm still mad about this game because like I've been a diehard Ravens fan for life. Yeah. And so I'm like, damn, like, Lamar, you know, I went to see Lamar get Super Bowl, everything like that. Then this dude's in my mentions like all freaking night. Yeah. And then I got to a point in the morning where I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to block him. Yeah, I think uh, the tweets still may be up there, but in my in my head, I had mentally deleted the tweets, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm like, I can't get caught up. But that was like the most recent time where I'll say I've gotten caught up in like hate comments or whatever.
0: The funny thing is that you actually brought up something that I tweeted about yesterday, and this is... This idea that people of our generation and the way that they will only yes. consume the exactly. content of people with X amount Good of followers. followers. It's just like, and it's
1: really how do you heartbreaking. build a follow? you know, how do you how do you think those people build build the right. followers?
0: Exactly. You, everybody starts somewhere. Take, I mean
1: Take Katie DeFeo for example. Mm-hmm. Katie DeFeo went to Severna Park High School. That is literally ten minutes from the school I went to, Arundel High School. Mm-hmm built her following up from filming those football games those basketball games whatever take somebody like her out of saverna park and grant Severna park is it's kind of up there you can kind of deem it with the mount st joe's the calvert hall whatever mm-hmm. the only difference is the public school so fine she may have had a little bit more resources than a lot of people did but she had a small following coming
0: but up she that. has a personality exactly. and that's what people love
1: exactly she had a personality She's a people person, and I don't know her personally other than maybe a couple DMs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like people like her, I admire her because like a, because you admire. I think it's just natural you admire people who come out of your area. Yeah, of course. And, <clears throat> and the fact that she, you can kind of tell she doesn't give a fuck about what you think. No, and like she, she is so so. And she have is you seen her own some person. some of her hate comments? Like some of those people, I'm like, damn. If I was her. Like I'd really be in my shit. Like, yeah, I mean,
0: it, it's hard, and honestly, it it almost always comes back to this thing for myself. I mean, I I just I, I'm very good at just brushing it off. I don't really give a shit what people say about me. Like that's just how I am. And but I think the thing is, like, it's just like, how can somebody, somebody who is consuming this content. Come out here and just say some shit about it. Like you're not the one standing in front of the fucking camera. Right. You're not the one who's willing to put in the hours that take to film Even, and edit the thing that's going up.
1: Yeah. So that actually, so that brings up a good point. So I'd always been a writer, whatever. <clears throat> so later, I think it was around the summer fall. Yeah, because it, it was still in the middle of PLL season. So it was late summer, early fall. I reached out to Joey Keegan, right? Mm-hmm. And I He's just, a beauty. Yeah, so I'm like, hey, I'm a big fan of yours. This was when he was he had been in stats, but I by, at the time I admired him more as writer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to come out and this I'm kinda still in this process. I'm getting ready to come out with my associates degree. And I'm kinda in this position where if I can get a job in the lacrosse industry with my associates, which is something which I've learned very hard, borderline impossible to do. But I'm gonna still keep at it until I have to decide, good. Sc- of
2: course, <laughs> to go get that bachelor's totally.
1: degree, and that's why I'm feeling like we were talking about applications earlier. Like yeah. that's why I'm. That's a backup plan. Ideally, I'd like to take that road of go get my associates and go work in the lacrosse industry mm-hmm. any way I can. Now, we'll see. You know, Prospective employers, I'm available. <laughs> my personal line, you know. So, I reach out to Joe talk about, hey, I'm getting ready to come out. I just want you to read some of my writing samples. If you have any connections or you yourself do anything, can you tell me what you think and maybe reach out? Mm -hmm. And so he reads some of my samples, and he's like, yeah, these are good. These are good. And he's like, you may want to think about doing some video or audio. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, like, I had gotten a little bit into it in the past. In high school in our newspaper, I I tried to do a podcast. We tried it, and I didn't know how to edit, like, Mm-hmm. you do now and like i kind of have a better idea of it now didn't work so i was scared to do it so then i started taking videos from my phone and, I, um, and putting them on my instagram and my twitter where i literally just sit and it's this literally this laptop mm-hmm. would take <clears throat> would take highlights from the pll and just voice over what i liked about them different things whatnot. kind
0: of like a digs tape thing but kind
1: of a digs tape thing but on a smaller scale, just right. to see...
0: With it, without the humor. And yeah, stuff. without... Kind of more analytical.
1: Yeah, you know, kind of more analytical. I'm not really X's and O's, but hey, I want to grow the game, so I want to show all my non-Lacrosse following. And this was at the time where I had that Twitter with all the other people. Of course. It was like, hey, if I can show you guys something and put my voice on it, let's see what it does. Mm-hmm. And so, for the most part, it did pretty well, the... <clears throat> I don't think I really ha- had many hate comments, if I can remember. Had a couple sarcat pieces. There's
0: the, yeah, there's the occasional asshole who's just yeah, like trying to Yeah, there's the occasional. And my my and favorite then, reply is like, are you trying to chirp me, buddy? Like, yeah,
1: <laughs> and I don't want to really talk shit about people, but I start making those videos, and at the time, I'm talking to the dude. I don't know if you want to put this in or not. I really, uh, but.
0: If you don't care, I mean, I don't. <clears throat>
1: the dude from Snipe Mag.
0: Oh, Oakley. Oakley. Yeah. I, mean, I don't really give a fuck good. about Oakley, thanks to me.
1: He's a good dude. He means well and he's he trying means to build well, a well, but I kinda in my opinion, and if he comes at me, so be it. Yeah. I, mean, I think he's what? over his I think he's over his head a little bit. Because I was making those videos at the time, right? I was writing my stuff and he's reaching out to me. And this is at the time where I guess he was first starting to get highlights
0: from the Is this on was, Instagram so, or this is on Instagram, okay. right. And
1: he's like Dude, I'm getting highlights sent to me. And I don't know what to do with them. I'm like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not getting hot. Like, if you're getting highlights, how are you getting hot? Like, I wouldn't uh-huh. know. Like, I can do. I can think of a million things I do with them, but I don't know what you are. And so he's kind of pitching me on all these ideas. I want to do a writing thing. I want to do this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this all sounds cool. Scalability
0: is one thing that I think a lot of accounts, not just him, struggle with. I think people it's, have many ideas. And I've fallen into this exa- problem exa- so I many times. I think we all have. And right. we've all jumped into projects that we're not necessarily ready for. Exa- I think that he's ready for his platform, but I don't think he's ready to do something like a podcast. Or right. I think that he needs to stop focusing on... There's certain aspects of his account that, that, I think that yeah, I think he we're does kind of, better at
1: that, yeah, I than think others. we're in agreement on that. And, right, and so, I'm not here to talk shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm not here either. It, but I, the po- But I think it's important that we're realistic
0: point, at the same time. But because the
1: point, yeah, and so the point I'm getting at is he reaches out. He's like, I want you to write or whatever. And I'm thinking, okay, if you start everything, I will be a contributor. I will be a writer with you. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to do it for you because if I'm gonna do it. I'm going to do it for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do... And I'm thinking at the time... And mind you, at this time, I'm like, this dude's a good dude. He's got a good following. Maybe this can be somewhat of a strategic partnership. Right. Kind of us both. But it doesn't fall into place. And then I kind of see more of his content. And don't get me wrong, I still like it now. Like, the thing he did with Tyler Dunn, man. Like...
0: Dude, Tyler Dunn's Dunn a freaking is a maniac. Freaking,
1: exactly. Like, dude. Dude inspires me. I'm literally about to go to Dick Sporting Goods and go get some more work out. He looks here, like but, a freaking psychopath, yeah, like, too. And so like that's and like he does he means well and he does good content. But right. I was like, some of this stuff, I'm like, be authentic. Be authentic. Be realistic. And at the time, I didn't feel like he was being like
0: that. Well, I think that's a really great point about the idea of not necessarily hiding behind a brand because I don't think it's that I just think that there's no personality there and without personality something won't grow and like he was like
1: first person I wouldn't say I think he meant for it to be constructive criticism mm -hmm. but it came at me as like he was talking shit about me because I was making those videos and I was like hey like maybe I'll make one and we you can repost it because he was reposting other people's stuff whatever he's like Oh, well, your quality isn't good. And I'm like, dude, I'm literally shooting off an iPhone with highlights from the NBC gold that I pay for. I'm not getting highlights sent to me like you. Right, if I man. were doing that, it'd be a lot better. But I'm working on this. Well, he's like, well, you got to get better quality. I'm like...
0: Well, I think that the issue is, and this is an issue with a lot of people, and it's this idea that they've made it or that they already have the following that they don't necessarily have. And one of the funny things about this is, I might not have as many followers as him mm-hmm. on this on the magazine account. But However. I walk into a lacrosse event. The other night, I'm at the University of Richmond game. Three kids came up to me, and they're well, like, are you her?" People know, yeah, people know They might her. not follow me, exactly. but they know who the hell I am. Exactly. Or, like, at last mer-
1: Think about all your merch. I mean, I, I don't know, know what my- your numbers are, but you seem like you're selling a pretty good amount of merch. I
0: sell. I can sell merchandise. I can sell my name. Exactly. And this is not me trying to compare ourselves. I'm well, yeah, trying, not. I'm not wanna, trying
1: to talk shit or compare right, other people. I'm but- trying
0: to differentiate between...
1: Me, I I'm being, willing
0: to put my face out there. Yeah. I'm the one who was before. I
1: don't feel like I've made it at all. Dude, trust me. If you I, believe me. if I'm like, if if I have two friends swipe up and say that my content's good, I'm happy with that. Right. And, like, my whole thing is, is, like, is some people have asked me. And I actually reconnected with one of my friends from high school. Her name is Emma Privetera. Mm-hmm. She's D1 goalie at Hartford. Shout out to her. Oh,
0: yeah. hell yeah.
1: But, um... And I was like, look, I know you're pro." And I texted her about something, like hyping her up for a season, whatever. And I was like, look, I'm not out here trying to get a good, like, following or whatever. Like, if I have 500 followers, who cares? Right. But, then- but I, And my whole thing is, the whole reason why I started doing it, especially with the sports column, because the sports column is a non-Lacrosse website, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I was using that platform. I was like, hey, the game of lacrosse, despite me not having much of a background in it, has done so much for me at a time where I was shy, going through some stuff, didn't talk to people. Let me help grow this game. Get at, Almost have people have that same switch that I did
2: mm-hmm.
1: and to a non-Lacrosse audience. And that's where I'm still like, let's grow the game. Totally. Like, the bottom line is, if I have 40 followers, but somebody, some kid who didn't play lacrosse, or some fi- some older dude that didn't play and reads is it. influenced by it. Yeah, reads totally. it and then wants to go watch the PLL? Like I'm happy with that. And you've dude. done your
0: job. That's and this is something that the PLL when I was like behind the scenes and everything and I got to really get to, in a good conversation with guys like Tyler is this idea of engagement rate. And now that I've run like more social media platforms and right. shit like now that, that I obviously starting. understand it. I I would rather have on my personal account of course 500 followers but have 47 people reply to something and that's like at that point i have loyal followers so Exactly. Because I have a loyal following and I appreciate the hell out of everyone who follows my stuff or appreciates the content that I put out or buys my merchandise is the fact that I was able to put out merchandise. Exactly. When there's and that, if and that there's, brings me
1: to the point of that Twitter right. account that I was talking about. Totally. That new account that I built up, it's like I only I think I only have like sixty followers on it. Mm-hmm. But there's sixty loyal followers.
0: Exactly. And you there's know, sixty people that care.
1: Exactly. And so I'm like, I'm better off with this account than I was with that other account because a, I can f- I finally can follow who I want I don't have to go through an unfollow mm-hmm. bullshit so I follow the accounts I want to follow and the 40 f- the 60 followers that are on there are loyal people? They're people like you. Mm-hmm. You know the guy, the guy on Twitter. I like Lax ninety nine. Oh, Mark. Mark. Mark's Mark, a beauty. I feel, like, I feel like Mark has tweet notifications on everybody. Because I think I he does, tweet, man. He because I'm like, you can post, self. you can tweet something up, and it'll be like, you don't even think it's good, but you know, you got that automatic. Line. Mark,
0: Mark, and um, Coach Eric. Co- Finley. Coach Eric Finley. They are my. Um, they're my Shout two out. biggest supporters. Shout they're... out
1: to Coach Eric Finley because I got a little thing feud with sideline swap because I bought some wings shirt or something mm-hmm. and it was it can't, didn't come right away like it said and i tweeted something out and coach eric finley like responds like hey i'm a mailman give it time whatever and oh, that's yeah. where would happened and i'm like yeah he's it's amazing. a small world I, yeah uh,
0: i'm yeah. actually really excited to get him on the podcast because i've been able because i really don't give a shit about who i talk to on twitter like exactly. I, I don't care if you have 10 followers or you have 10 million that's the premise of this podcast and from the beginning, but I will almost DM everyone back who DMs me. I will have a conversation with you. And he is someone that I've been able to have some great conversations with. Right. And I mean, like when I was with outside the box, I would always like, he would always ask me like if there was anything taken out of the episode. Cause like a lot of like my funny stories and shit would get taken out for some reason. Uh, that's not, <laughs> that's neither here nor there, <laughs> right. but I would always DM him the stories cause I knew that he would actually appreciate them and laugh. And that's the, that's the and kind that's of follower that I exactly. really appreciate.
1: Exactly. Like, I'd rather have those than have a thousand fake followers. Right, yeah. and it's the same thing in life with your friends. You'd rather have three real friends than have a hundred fake friends. Don't yeah, it, that's the, how I approach life. The old
0: saying that's like I'd rather have four quarters than ten dimes. Something, or something like, like that. that. Yeah, you know, and I think it's one of those things that we really face a, it in a, in a tough period of time here in 2020. We are in an age where 90% of our satisfaction in life comes from who's liking who's sharing who's talking to me online right and if you aren't getting that fix each day and this is something that i can admit firsthand i fucking deal with this every day i exactly i need we, to have a certain
1: we both do because right. we're both trying to grow as media personalities mm-hmm. so right. it's i think it's natural for people like us to right. you crave get, it you get this, caught up with it and then you get and then sometimes like i'll sit back at the end of the night and i'll be like look I had a conversation with this dude mm-hmm. that was better than the 50 likes on Twitter or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like even I was walking out of a Chipotle and I wore, I was wearing like a PLL either hat or hoodie or whatever. Yeah. Some dude stops me. He's like, "Hey, what's that about?" I see the lacrosse hat. it's like, "Yeah, it's PLL's lead that Paul Rabel created." like, "Really, Paul Rabel created that?" I we love that a, conversation. We have a fat <laughs> head of Paul Rabel in our house. Yeah. We're, What I'm going to have to start watching it. And it's like, I took more out of that conversation than the piece I just wrote about the real You know?
0: That's the best part. And getting to, so like, oh, it's a funny story, actually. I was in New York City, Mm. probably three months ago about or so, and I was on the subway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and... I'm on one end, this kid wearing a redwood sweatshirt. sweatshirt's <laughs> on the other end, and I see him from a distance and I'm kinda zoned out. He t- rolls or turns around, and I see the redwood sweater and I, you,
1: you, I don't think twice and obligated. I go I yeah. go, roll wood <laughs> <laughs> Embarrass the shit. Working kids. at Papa John's too. <laughs> I seen a kid come in there with a whip snakes um with a whip snakes jersey. Mm-hmm. And I didn't s I was kinda working, and I'm like damn and I tell my coworker, I'm like, damn, he's wearing a whips jersey. I really wish I had the time to go up to him. Yeah. I mean, and Grant, you think it's more common in Baltimore than not, but you'd be but surprised. you'd how. be shocked, you'd right? Be sh- you'd be shocked. And so, like, if I see a kid, there was even a kid in one of my classes last semester that's where, that comes in wearing a cr- I, Mind you, and I still kind of do to a fault, I w- will wear PLL stuff to the day I die. Yeah. Because, A, it helps get promoted. I'll just promote the game. I want people to right. see. Right, people are
0: seeing. And so, look, this
1: kid wearing a gutty jersey, and this Good is the quietest thing. kid ever. So I'm like, I'm really not gonna mess because I don't want you know, to. Yeah, it's kind of like this is a college class. I'm here just to sit here and listen to the lecture and leave. Right. But just seeing him wearing the gutty jersey, and I'm like, yeah, like that made my day. Yeah. You know?
0: Did you talk to him?
1: I didn't, because, like, and that's still okay. part of my growth, and that's still part right. of me You're growing.
0: Both. Well, it sounds like both of you would have been a little bit out of your comfort zone in that situation. Exactly.
1: Right. right. And, and so, like, you kind of have to have that fine line where I probably should have, and that's, I do regret that. But, like, seeing, you know, just even the fact of seeing someone in a gutty jersey mm-hmm. you in Catonsville, Maryland, you don't think of it.
0: No, and especially in Catonsville, because I think that there's this misconception, and it happens quite often. Actually, I think that they talked about it in the Unbuckled podcast with Kyle Hartzell, where it's like, you're from Baltimore, yes, but you're from Catonsville. You're not from—you didn't go to Gilmore. I was thinking about
1: this before we got—before we started doing this podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm. For some reason, it popped up. So I kind of deem the Baltimore lacrosse scene in kind of three tiers, right? Mm -hmm. So I deem the first tier the— Rich, Preppy, the Gilmans, the Calvert Halls, Mm -hmm. the Mount St. Joe's, whatever. You can even throw some of the public schools, the Damascus, the Savannah Parks, Mm -hmm. things like that. Then you kind of get to this middle tier where it's like some schools have money, some schools don't. It's a public school. It's competitive. They both tier one and tier two send guys D1. Like the school I went to, Arundel, we would send D1 guys every few years or so. D2, D3, good program, but we'd always lose to the schools that have money, Saverna Park, Broadnecks, because that's where all the rich kids from Annapolis, you know, the governor's kids, right. the people like that would go. I mean, it's cool. But it's just how it goes. And it's just the and culture
0: the, that's kind of found its, it's place four. now. And time. then you
1: have the Tier 3, and it's not I'm not looking down at Tier 3 at all, but it's like, like Hartzell saying, like, he's from Dundalk. You, know, you right. don't think of somebody playing lacrosse in Dundalk.
0: No, you people really like
1: don't. That. You know, areas like that. Even, like, now that Kyle Harrison's trying to spread it out, like, he does literally right Carroll Park is yeah. literally a mile away from here. And it's wild, because, like, the cadence of the lacrosse scene is somewhat—it's an affluent lacrosse scene. Mm-hmm. But then you go a mile down the road, and you, like, you don't see kids with sticks. No. And— kyle harrison he does a great job with charm city
0: kyle's amazing exactly and he
1: runs it out of carroll park i think right down here and so he's trying him and a lot of other people doing great things around here are trying to put it more in the city and especially at the time where the city needs it
0: right and i think that there's a lot of people who are scared to grow a community that has one not lacked lacrosse before, but just isn't known for it. Exactly. For a guy like Kyle, I mean, Kyle wears City of Baltimore on his sleeve each and every day. He will.
1: Kyle's got, you can tell if you're not from, or if you're from Baltimore area and you hear Kyle Hartzell talk, and I mean this in the best way possible, you can tell he's a Dundalk kid. Yeah. It's something about, you know. And he's gritty as hell
0: like a Dundalk kid. He's not afraid to talk shit like a Dundalk kid. And
1: he reps it too. I hate people And I was talking to this with one of my friends the other day. So I live in Odenton, Mm -hmm. right? And in their Twitter location, in their bio, Mm -hmm. they'll put Annapolis, Maryland, Baltimore, Maryland. And that just annoys the hell out of me. It's like right, right where you're from. Yeah. You're from Odenton. You're from Crofton, you know? Toter. Like, what's so bad about being from Odenton? Yeah, Odinson's the middle of the road town. You got some rich, Mm -hmm. you got some people who aren't as well off, and then you got people in the middle.
0: It only makes your story more interesting, too, because you hear about the kids from Annapolis, the kids from Baltimore. Exactly. I mean, for me, it's like I could say I'm from Philadelphia. I'm a 25-minute drive from Philadelphia, but I'm from Vineland, New Jersey. And... I think, I think one of the cool things, I mean, at least in the lacrosse community now, and the reason I can have this conversation with you is because I have, like, six aunts that live in Baltimore area, mm-hmm. and I grew up, like, going to the McDonough lacrosse camp, and that was really – yeah That's actually kind of funny, though, because, like, the only introduction that I – or only lacrosse that I got to play as a child was going to the McDonald lacrosse camp every summer because I'm from this area of New Jersey that nobody knew what the hell lacrosse was. Right. It was this wild sport with sticks that – Right. You just watched on TV occasionally. And that's
1: why I feel like sometimes, like, you feel like the Baltimore lacrosse community, it's it, you feel like it gets a bad rap, mm-hmm. right? Because, and I'm thinking, like, don't let the boys Latin kids or the Calvert Hall kids give it a bad rap. Because there's right. people at schools like I went to, like, there's plenty of good guys come out of Arundel. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. plenty of good guys come out of North County who's not the greatest of areas, you know? Plenty of guys come out of Woodlawn, you know, Catonsville, totally. you know, for example, that end up doing good things. Brent Heiken, for example, mm-hmm. he's one of the guys I've interviewed for assignments, and I have a piece on the sportscolumn.com with him, so check it out.
0: Plug, plug it. it, yeah. yeah I can kind well, of that's actually, you actually kind of has led me into my next question for you. It's like, where are you writing now? What are you doing? So Who are right, you writing with? So and right
1: now I'm writing... Mainly with prolacrossetalk dot com. So, mm-hmm. I, Hutton Do they Jackson, have a website now. They have a website now. They've they've had their website for a while. I think it's starting to grow up more, and I, I hope I can help that. That's mm-hmm. part of why I joined Hutton. Um, so he, I was ready for the sports column. Um, I'd always been listening to pro lacrosse talk, following them, whatever. Kind of went back and forth with Hutton, just like small talk. Mm-hmm. And so we had DM me, and I forget what it was. I. Kia dm me or i dm'd about something and he was like hey if you're ever interested in writing a story for us go ahead and do it like send it to me whatever so january 1st water dogs news gets announced mm-hmm. and <clears throat> i'm like you know what i'm gonna run with this he said so i started reaching out i reach out to rj rj gives me a lot of stuff for the story i reach out to a couple other more people and i'm like look honey, i've been on top of this since this morning Here's a story. He's like, yeah, man, I'll go ahead and publish it. You have everything done. Oh, it's awesome. So, and so now I've written a couple more pieces. We've got, we're working on something now with the trade window opening and mm-hmm. whatnot. So that'll be up in the next couple weeks. Or there's, so.
0: there's something about those guys. I don't know all their They're names. All, I guess Hutton. Hutton
1: it's Hutton, um, Hutton Jackson, who I mainly interact with. Mm. There's Adam Moore, who he does the podcast with. And then, and then there's Dan Arrestia, who's kind of that reporter who knows everybody, gets all the news, uh-huh. retweets. I think like, I've seen his name pop up. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, there, there's one thing I can't knock about them, and that's their hustle. Those dudes get after it harder Mind than you, anyone Hunt I really Jackson know. Jackson has
1: a—like, there's a lot of people that, like, I don't know what the dude snipe magazine does during the day. He's still but, a student. Yeah, but, like, Hutton Jackson has a day job, and it's not mm-hmm. like it's any office job. He's an associate producer at MLB Network at NHL Network mm-hmm. during the day. So like him going to do that, he's engaged and he puts his money, and he'll respond to me at 11:30 at night with some dumb stuff. Yeah. Like his hustle is off the charts, man.
0: Yeah, anybody and, who's willing to put in the time and effort. I mean, fuck like it's like I wouldn't be where I'm at if I wasn't for like driving like two hours or whatever to come do this podcast. But I wanted to keep it in person because we wouldn't be having the same conversation if it was exactly. over the phone. And so it's like, sometimes you have to make those sacrifices. It's like, what do they say? Like short term sacrifices for long term goals or some shit like that. I don't know. Whatever it is. I feel like I've made my fair share of sacrifices over the last year. And I've noticed that they have as well. I mean, I don't personally, I don't have enough time to listen to all the lacrosse podcast. Right. And I, I try, this is, this is kind of, an interesting time period, actually. And I kind of want to get your opinion on It's like, I feel like there are too many lacrosse podcasts I do, now. I'm kind of with you on that. Because... And I, well, I think it's a combination of, one, there's too many lacrosse podcasts right now. But two, there's too many lacrosse podcasts right now that talk about the insane. same exact shit. Right. And, and that's um, what drives me crazy. And I think... And I'm going to kind of... Like, I don't know. There... It, when I was with Outside the Box, there was obviously a stigma between all the podcasts. Right. Everybody's, you're, you're, you're competing. Doing, you're you're comp- competing and you're doing what you can for the listens. Personally, I didn't give a shit. I hmm. mean, like, I,
1: I think too many people. I think too many
0: people worry about other
1: people. Too many people get worried about that. Obviously, you want your listens and whatnot. And even with my articles, I want my views. I want of my course. clicks. You know, that's why. That's a lot of the reason. And I told my editor at the sports column, I was like, hey, I'm not going to be writing for you guys as much. I wanted, I'm trying to get this, I'm trying to make a career out of myself. I think pro lacrosse talk can elevate me clicks-wise, views-wise, mm-hmm. as I start to target more of a certain audience to help me get jobs, internships, things like that, and just the audience. And he was cool with that because I've had that relationship with him for now like three, four years. And even like there was a piece that I wrote, I forget what it was about, but because Hutton had been busy with his life and understandably – He's like, yeah, can you take, I love this piece. I just can't get it up. Can you go, you can go f- f- uh, field it elsewhere. So as soon as he said that, I emailed my guy at the Sportscom, Frank Fury. He's like, I'm like, hey, I'm still writing for Pro Lacrosse Talk, but I'd still like to come and I have this piece I'd like to get up because I feel like it's a good piece. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good and it's writing. like, I did, you know, you don't burn that bridge, right? No, There's totally. About
0: and I think that's one of the hardest things in media, actually, is, though, that you didn't burn that bridge, which is really crucial to both your career and their future career. Because now you're not leaving there saying, oh, fuck this guy. Like, I, he, he tried to push <clears throat> me out because I wanted to go explore another opportunity. Exactly. And that's well. why
1: I still keep them in my Twitter bio. Right. Because it's like, hey, technically, I still do. I'm still affiliated with them. I used to do social for them mm-hmm. but back when mm-hmm. social... It was still big, but back when it I, I wish I would almost be doing social for that. Before
0: now. social became a actual Before, job for way, people yeah. which is interesting because I remember like my mom asked me to run social for one of her like see, surgical centers. And even
1: now, I just see a tweet Hutton Jackson's on it. Yeah. Trade piece going up tomorrow. So That's great. So and it's like just the type of hustle, the authenticity. But right. back to the sports and this whole social thing. I was doing social for them and this was at the time before twitter got big and before instagram got big so 26 this was 2016 2017 right and so i a lot of my stuff was so first the uh, when i started when i took on i think they categorized it as an internship but it was all online right right right.
0: right. and i mean every company does that Right. You know, and so the owner brent the Dickinson, quotes. he
1: he sends me this packet of how to use do social and this is basically and I don't blame. Him. It's to protect him because if I go on his social, as everyone does that, right? right? So that you don't go say some stupid shit, right? You're not you like posting them. dick pics and shit
0: like that. <laughs> exactly. You know? I think but I made I a joke this, about that the other but day as with someone. As a
1: 16 year old kid, I look at this pack and I'm like, oh, shit! Like this is bigger than I thought. I, mm-hmm. I look at it now, it's like, okay, this wasn't it. This was a good start. Yeah. But that pack, is, was like
0: develops over time. And it
1: was like, yo, like, holy shit, like. I have more power than I think, but right. doing, I didn't grow it, thinking on hindsight now, I feel like I could have done that better, you mm-hmm. know, if I had the skills I had now, and now I'm taking a social media marketing class, which now, and then learning from, from Tyler, listening to, listening to all the podcasts, that of is course. the beauty about the lacrosse committee. you can listen, I've listened and learned more from those podcasts, like just the engagement factor things like that from people like rj talking to me about that mm-hmm. you know people like listening to people like t- like tyler whenever they speak and even like people like kyle like i tweeted something out the other day it was like yeah when kyle harrison speaks you know you gotta listen you just listen Yeah, you just listen like he's one of those people same thing with scotty rogers and scotty rogers i feel like i can relate which to. is really
0: interesting because they both go at it one hundred and eighty degrees different ways, but yeah. I
1: feel like I can relate to both of them on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. I didn't burn that bridge, <clears throat> which is often tough.
0: And I mean, I will I mean, first. trust me,
1: like that. Especially, it got frustrating. I left for a little bit of time. Yeah, the sports column uh, first. Well, a because it was my senior year at high school. And I just wanted to do dumb stuff. I was writing for my high school newspaper. I put a little bit of time into that, and then I. I mean, be honest with you. I, I don't know if I've told Frank this, I did feel compelled to leave it one time and stop writing, A, because I was kind of going through some stuff life wise, mm-hmm. but I wasn't getting the clicks. I didn't right. know how to, and the difference was I didn't know how to grow. Mm-hmm. And so now that I do know about those things the engagements, the likes, whatever it's like in hindsight, like I wish I would have been doing social for them now as opposed to back then. Not that right. get, but I would have done it better. And you always look at the experience like that.
0: It's very hard to start off and go through those times where you're not going to get the listens or the views or whatever. Because, I mean, I've seen it from every spectrum now. I've had podcasts that get thousands of listens. I've had some that get 47. And, you know, it's really just... If you can get through the times that there's 47 listens, it get grows to the point now where it's like I can post an episode like I did last week with Shelly, and I we had to like keep it that was one. anonymous or whatever, but it got 1,200 listens yeah, because that, and
1: that was one and for one of your podcast that and the Chris Collins one, those were some of your best podcast in my opinion.
0: Right, and it's funny though because. She, I didn't have anyone to share it or anything. It just, like, I got through, but I got through that time because last year, if I would have done that episode with Shelley, it's getting 12 listens, right. you know? And I think it's it's really hard to get through those ebbs and flows, but, like, it's oftentimes it's easier to remind others that, like, you know, it's, it's you just got to get through it.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, so back to your original point, writing now ProLacrosstalk.com. So that seems like that's going... We're building more, more, and more on that as the year goes on. Of course, still affiliated with the dot mm-hmm. and you can listen, or well, you, uh,
0: you can, well, you can listen right here. You can listen you right here, you. and you <laughs> can
1: uh, follow me Instagram uh, Johnson underscore Jordan two and Twitter Jordan underscore John five.
0: Did you have to change that when you got your new uh, handle? Yeah. Oh, that's a pain in the ass. Well,
1: it was better because it was something dumb like Monster J-Man 27. I oh, yeah. Head. Maybe it was for the better. That's the email. And I still use – And same thing with that email. I think that was one of the first things RJ told me to do was, like, change that email. I was it like, be, yeah, I have. Yeah. So I made the Yahoo account that's, like, Jordan Johnson. Like I had
0: um, <clears> my, my <throat> like, burner email, I call it, or whatever. is herminator15 yeah. yeah. <laughs> at
1: gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, all right, get all that switch, make it more professional. So, right. yeah, so it worked out for the
0: better. I I, um, I'm running into this issue right now where it's like I'm I'm exploring this professional world, and I need to stop making my Twitter handle like the place I'm working <laughs> in my yeah, name yeah, right. because, you know, I mean, other things come up or it's, whatever. It's, uh, but um, so you're writing with Pro Cross Talk. Are they going to have you on the podcast or anything
1: anytime soon? I don't know. I hope, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, it hasn't came up, and I haven't brought it up because Hutton and Adam, had, they were best friends, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't want to go... You see that they're, and it's the authenticity factor, right? So, like, they're best friends. Yeah. You can tell when those two talk, there's this cohesion. So, of course. I mean, maybe I'll get on once or twice, but I don't want to interrupt that. And, yeah. and, and so, like, you don't want to break up a great thing, you know. know? So, I knew coming in, even when I reached out, I thought about, it. I was like, hey, maybe I reach out to them about the podcast. And I'm like... They do a great podcast. If mm-hmm. I can give them help on the writing side and help grow myself and them, I'm cool with
0: that. Well, that's the side of content that you'll never have enough of. You yeah. could write articles on articles. on. Art. It's why like a thing like Barstool. Exactly. They're so successful because they're putting out 200 blogs a day. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, writing, you can never get too much. of The difference between writing and podcasting is that it takes you an hour to consume a podcast while you can read a blog in 15 minutes or less. Exactly. Exactly. It's really time is money and if you're saving other people time then they're going to be more willing to read or listen to whatever you're putting out. Obviously I put out a almost 2 hour long podcast every week. So it's going to take people more time to consume it and really take it in, but you know, I mean that's the way that I want to present myself and present other people's stories cuz if I cut you off before we we could have the we could talk for another 6 hours right now I feel like cuz we've only just broken the surface. I I truly do believe that there are too many lacrosse podcasts right now. And I really like what Tyson Geik and Colton Clark are doing with Strip Podcast. Are they
1: doing... Is that that the goalie one? Uh,
0: this is... You mean... They're lacrosse flash. Okay. They... It's, um... They do Stripped. It comes out every Wednesday. And they are the best lacrosse podcast right follow.
1: now. I'd see there, And that's to your point. There's so many out
0: there. Right. And that's and the thing that's what, really tough.
1: Because I've been, obviously, I listen to Pro Lacrosse Talk. I listen to your podcast. Unbuckled, obviously. Mm-hmm. I listen to Matt Gibson. Okay, oh, yeah, the we, Matt Gibson show. Matt break. Gibson's ones are amazing. Just, He's you know, really personal. Even He's some great. of the YouTube, and even the fact that he films them too. The yeah,
0: YouTube. the the I, I'm excited for <clears throat> the day that I can start filming these ones because I think Greg that Ger- it adds a whole but new even element. That,
1: like Greg Rinehan and Jerry and Lisa, I uh, Shout out to them. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I haven't, I haven't been able to finish a full one, but I haven't listened me. to their show yet.
0: I do. I, that's the thing, though. I don't have time. And I think that it's often hard. And I think that some really great contact, content it's, will get filtered out because there's exactly. too many people coming to this space. So, like, there's the one I don't even know what it's called, but like, and there's a saying that it's like, you're not a real podcast until you've hit 100 episodes or something along it's those like, lines. That's and bullshit. like, well, it's like the average podcast only lasts seven episodes. And I think that a lot of people recognize that this summer with probably three or four lacrosse podcasts that were both inconsistent with the day that they post and then were done after seven to 12 episodes. Right. And I think it's something that sounds really cool before you get into it.
1: And then you realize how how much competition you have and you realize how much effort it is.
0: Well, it's competition then it's also like the – you're up till 3am sometimes it's, editing that episode and it it's just not, what comes with the territory exactly. but if you want to make it work you have to both be consistent and just do it all the freaking time like this show so like When I like did other shows in my life and you obviously listen to Shelly one like we started that podcast But like we didn't know what the hell we were doing when we got into it This but this show I have enough episodes that I could go till what month are we in now February? I could go till the end of April right now without recording another episode But because I think it's important to record these episodes and get them up in a timely manner I'm gonna move around episodes in a way that I want to engage audiences so like your episode, has, I feel like this has been a lively conversation. That's amazing. So I want to get it up quicker than maybe an episode where it's not necessarily not a great conversation. It's just but it's more specific. Could, yeah. It's more specific and I can push it back. And right. they're fine with that. So that's important stuff to me. Right. But it, it is... There is too many. because I, I think,
1: and, the, and the one thing is too, And that's why I do like writing. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I'll always write no matter what else I do. Because I can be sitting in a class... And shout out to all my professors who I don't pay attention to. (laughs) But I can be looking at my phone, reading something about lacrosse and doing that versus my podcast. Okay, I have to make it obvious. I have to have my headphones or my pods Mm -hmm. in. Or I have to be in my car driving for a period of time to finish it. Right. So it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. I I, I agree with your point. There are too many. There are too
0: many. many. And I think that's kind of why I wanted to start this one because it's like... I'm a lacrosse guy, technically. But on, according to the internet, I'm a lacrosse but guy. And, that,
1: and when you started yours, that's why I DM'd you. Because you're yeah. like my type, you're my type of guy. And yeah. when I saw your vision for it, I was like, dude, I can totally get behind that. Because you, you're, you're, you're selfless, you know? A lot of these people right. that start podcasts, don't get, we all have come, we all get into it. We want to build ourselves up first, right? Right. But when you came up with this vision for it. I was like, dude, this dude is so selfless. Well, it's like,
0: think about how many people consume, like, a Joe Rogan podcast week. It's millions and millions of people who sit there in their car, and they're like, wow, I wish that I could do that. But because Joe Rogan's not just going to have anybody on his podcast, you don't get this opportunity to talk in front of a microphone, see what it's like, and tell your story. I was
1: telling somebody last night, I was like, yeah, I'm going to report a podcast. It's like, this is the first time I've recorded, really talked about my life publicly. So it's like... And Which can
0: be very stressful for people. And one of the toughest things, and this is actually something they were talking about on Strip Podcast the because they were like, we're trying to be like lacrosse and chicklets. Like, we want the d- deep and d- dirty stories. However, the guys that you're getting on aren't making millions and millions of dollars, so they can't really tell those stories yet. And that's kind of like this. So like, it's like Shelly's interview. These are two guys that I'm not going to say their last name, and I'm not going to tag them in it, because they still have jobs and mm-hmm. things that like they don't want necessarily attach their name because they are getting personal and they're telling stories and it's something you'll have this conversation at the bar and they'll tell anybody in real life. But like on a podcast, exactly. it's not happening. And I respect that about people. It's like, if you don't want some part of your life represented in the show, I won't put it in there. Exactly. And I think it's really important because I understand that you're, if you're not huge, you still have a reputation to uphold outside of this podcast.
1: Exactly. Uh- I'm with you, 100%. That's why my Twitter stuff, like, you want to get, sometimes you see those things and you want to engage in, like, a Twitter war. With oh, somebody. totally. And then you're like, dude, like, I get engaged in this Twitter war with somebody in lacrosse and, like, so, like somebody like Tyler Steinhardt, like, might appreciate it because it's getting more of lacrosse content. Right. But then I have to realize, well, if this doesn't work out, uh,
0: And how many bridges did you just yeah, burn?
1: Yeah. The prospective employer at a marketing job might look at this and be like, yeah, this dude's crazy. Yeah, that's kind
0: of, I've kind of started to toe this line. Like, <laughs> what am I putting out there? Because like, or yeah. like yesterday morning, like I made some tweet about drinking like 18 beers yeah, the I night saw before, McKell's. and my, my mom called me and she's like, hey, is everything all right? <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> but it's funny. like, I thought it was a hilarious tweet. It and, was. Um, I mean,
1: it was, but it's on who your audience it, is. It's all
0: about yeah. your audience, and I feel like now I've grown a large enough audience to recognize like Herm just messing around like <laughs> I'm right. not actually sitting around drinking yeah, 18 beers exactly. back before. but dude this has been a pleasure I've I've honestly had a great time and we're gonna have Fun, to do this uh, again because there's so much that we didn't talk about oh and yeah for sure I mean I, we didn't even talk about anything outside of lacrosse, lacrosse and, right you know, but that's totally cool because sometimes that's how this stuff's gonna go yeah. but I, I appreciate you taking the time today and I
1: appreciate you taking the time to drive three hours out of your hour, way dude man.
0: Well, I, I've, uh, I have some other stuff going on in Baltimore that the listeners will soon get to uh, hear about, so that'll be nice. But um, there's always news breaking in my life. But this, <laughs> is, this has been great, man. I appreciate it, and uh, take it easy.
1: All right, you too, man.
0: As always, I have to thank Jordan for hopping on the show, taking the time out of his day today. It was actually... Uh, he mentioned me making the drive up there, but it was super quick and easy. And, uh, right there at the end, I, I hinted at a little something, something. So you guys should stay tuned to all my social channels, of course, as always, but what a freaking conversation guys. I mean, wow. I I honestly did not know what to expect. I knew we were going to talk a bit of lacrosse as we were both members of the media community and we've both seen it all from at this point pretty much. And what a just lively conversation that was. I really enjoyed the hell out of it. I could have kept talking for hours and hours and hours. So there were a lot of really great things brought up throughout the show, obviously. Uh, I think that I'm going to catch some flack for some of the things that I said, but hey, you know what? Sometimes you have to be open and honest with your crowd, and that is what I am. I'm nothing if I'm not open and honest, and I think that one of the most important things we talk about is just this idea of the grind, man, and so many people, and this is really, I'm not calling shots at anybody indirectly here at all by any means. I'm just, I think that it can get misinterpreted that I put myself on a different pedestal than others which I really don't I just believe that I have a work ethic that is unmatched and I think that's something that you can control if it's something that you can control in life then you shouldn't be outworked by anyone and that's for anything whether it's the media that you're putting out the content that you're working on the sports team you're playing on the job you do Anytime that you have the opportunity to work your absolute tail off and be the best at what you can do, put out the best work that you can put out and really represent not only yourself, but the different brands that you are, it it really shows. And I think that there are a lot of times a lot of people think that getting into a business like this or a business of media of some sort is easy because we take pictures and we talk into microphones. But you don't see the hours of travel, the hours of retakes that we do. I mean, this is my outro, and I'm probably going to do it eight times before you guys actually hear it. So there's so much more that goes into this job than ever will meet the eye. And I think especially as a writer, as Jordan is, that he can experience this on a whole other level because the written word hard to interpret often. I think that everybody reads with a different voice in their mind, and I often read with a more charismatic voice, for example. However, if you don't read an article the same way, you're going to perceive it differently. So that's what separates his written work from this. You guys hear the intonations in my voice when I go up, when I go down, when I sound excited, when I laugh, when I don't, when I cry. Any of the emotions that I'm feeling, I can convey very easily either through a microphone or a camera lens. And so writing is often misconstrued for this way, and it kind of gets overlooked at times. You don't see the wee hours of the night where people are working on these really badass articles that sometimes only get a handful of clicks. So I think that was a really great conversation to have. I think that we hit on a lot of just hot-button topics that people are actually really curious about, my opinion, or various people's opinions, because, I mean... You might feel one way or the other about a topic, or you don't get to see the the behind-the-scenes stuff, but I think that sometimes you open up people's eyes and really get to show off what's actually going on or how something should or not should not be perceived. And I think that's—it's really an interesting perspective, and I think that Jordan did a really great job of breaking it down, and he did most of the talking for me. And I think that we felt the same way about a lot of topics, and it was a really just— great conversation it flowed i mean it was an hour and a half or so and because we were on a two hour time limit and i really just didn't i didn't see it going by so fast so i think that's all i got for you guys this week next week i'll be coming back with a brand new episode a whole lot more content this week oh if you haven't already Go submit a crossbar challenge video for signature because it's pretty badass. I think I'm going to do another one tomorrow because I'm kind of embarrassed of my uh, two out of five performance. So stay tuned for that. There's a whole there's always content coming out. You know, I'm always trying to put videos up, get podcasts out, make funny posts, the usual stuff. So if you're not already, make sure you're following me on Twitter at Herm underscore SL or similarly on Instagram with the same exact handle. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Stay grooving.